How we doing? How we doing? Welcome to Ben's Bets Podcast. Another week, another episode. Uh, last week, six and four. I'm not going to brag, but I mean, six and four is 60%. I'm at 63% overall now. 19, 11, and one when picking college football games and um, a couple NFL games now. I mean, I'm 63% through three weekends now. I'm being pretty consistent, and I expect to have another good week this week. So before we get to my picks for this next week, uh, I'd like to review um, what happened last weekend, last Saturday predominantly. Started out, I had Penn State minus nine. That game got delayed by like, I don't know, four or five hours because of the rainstorm there. Penn State ended up choking. They were up 14-7 at the delay. I could just kind of feel it the longer the delay lasted that Penn State just wasn't going to get it going. And Saquon Barkley never got really going at all that game. Uh, so Penn State lost to Michigan State. So 0-1. Florida plus 3.5. Malik Zaire took over the quarterbacking role there. I thought he would provide a spark. He did not at all. Florida got trashed by Missouri, I believe like 45-16, so I had them plus three and a half. I could have had them plus like, I don't know, 25 and a half, and they still wouldn't have covered, so I started 0-2, not feeling good at all. Then Houston turns the tide for me. They beat East Carolina University 42-27. to I had them at favored by 24 and a half, so they just by this half point snuck in, got me a W there. So one and two there. Notre Dame minus 14. Notre Dame was up, I believe, 18 late in the game. They were up like 48-30. Bad beat. I could feel it coming. Wake Forest was driving right down the field. And what do you know? Wake Forest scores a touchdown, basically not like uncontested, uh, with 51 seconds left in that game. And that's another bad beat. So I was one and three, and I was like, oh, boy. Next game is uh, Iowa State plus two and a half against West Virginia. Um, Iowa State was down big in that game, like 20 to three. Next thing you know, they're up 20. Or I'm sorry, they're down 20 to 16, and I'm feeling a little bit good. They give me a little hope, just to squash that hope. They had a a drive that kind of stalled at the end of the game. They lost all their timeouts, and next thing you know, West Virginia just had the ball and was taken an A. So I, I thought Iowa State riding their their hot streak there. They were ranked 14th in the country. I thought they could go into West Virginia and at least play a very close game which they did in a sense, but not close enough for the spread sake. So I started out one and four. I'm like, oh my God, I might have to delete the Twitter page, stop recording a podcast. Who's going to want to listen to someone to one and four? No one, no one. And I told you guys, I said, I will not give you losers. I'm going to give you winners. I just don't feel right doing this to people. But the day was young. I then reeled off four straight wins on Saturday. And a win on Sunday to put me at 6-4. and four. Northwestern plus one. They beat Nebraska in overtime 31-24. Northwestern is now ranked 25th in the nation. Shout out to them. Usually not a good football school at all playing there in Chicago. But, you know, they have played well this year. So they've now won three consecutive games in overtime. So they got me a W there. California minus 7.5. They beat Oregon State by 14, 37-23. Did what they had to do out west. Got me another W there, so now I'm 3-4. and four. Utah State plus 4. Utah State is my team. Utah State is my team. If I bet Utah State, you should bet Utah State because every time I bet Utah State in my life, every time I bet Utah State in my life, they're always an underdog by like 4 or 5 points, and every time I bet them, they always, always win the game. They don't just cover. They win the game. 
That's what they did against University of New Mexico this past week. They beat them, I believe, like 24-3, 24-10, something like that, covered easily. And then Tennessee minus 6.5, Butch Jones, I told you, he'd literally have to walk home if he lost to um, University of Southern Mississippi, the Golden Eagles, and Tennessee took care of business. They won um, 24-10 in that game. So that put me at 5-4 and four at the end of the college football Saturday, and I was feeling a little bit better about myself. I, I wasn't bragging. I wasn't bragging, but, you know, I was like, okay, at least I produced a winner. I was still up one unit. So, and then NFL on Sunday, I told you guys, I said, you know, Jacksonville minus 4.5 over Cincinnati, and Jacksonville covered easily. The most notable play really in that game was um, A.J. Green and Jalen Ramsey getting that little skirmish or fight, whatever you want to call it. So that was sad when your game's remembered by the fights you got in. But that's Cincinnati for you. So I, I knew Jacksonville was locked. Jacksonville's playing well now. Could possibly be sneaking into the playoffs. I mean, I believe they're atop the uh, AFC South right now, that division. Andrew Luck's still out for the Colts. Tennessee's playing all right. but um, And Houston's playing all right. But Deshaun Watson's now down. So Jacksonville definitely has a path to the playoffs. All right. So that was... Last week's picks, I went six and four. Total now, I am now 19, 11, and one. I had one push there. So that's, like I said, 63%. That's basically incredible. You're not going to find many other people hitting at that rate. I've liked the way the Twitter has kind of grown the past couple of weeks. It started out obviously very small, but now we're almost up to 250 followers. So shout out to everyone who's following me on Twitter at Ben's underscore bets underscore pod i'm pretty active on twitter those of you who actually know me know i really don't tweet much at all from my personal account because i probably just want to tweet about sports so this is an avenue in which i can tweet about sports and give you guys updates from the news i hear in the gambling world in the college football world and really the sports world in general just found out ezekiel elliott has been suspended a little breaking news here on ben's bets pod by the time you hear this uh, you've probably already will have found out, but I mean, I just got the little the little notification from ESPN, so you know, I'll put that into your life if if you're living under a rock and you don't even have access to a TV or a computer. I mean, I don't know how you're listening to this podcast, but God bless you. All right, so week 11 of college football. I did some extra research this week. Feeling pretty good about my picks so far. Feeling pretty good. I haven't had a week under 60% yet. Uh, not many people I know can say that. I've gotten a, a decent amount of texts. You know, people tell me like, yo, you're actually pretty good at this. So um, shout out to them. I appreciate it. I appreciate everyone who listens. So we'll kick it off like always. I'm going to list the games at the times they're being played. So I'm not going to list them in the order of my confidence. I'm not going to be like, oh, the first game I pick is a lock and the last game I pick is the least sure I'm about. I'm just going to pick them in times they're being played on Saturday. That way, that way it makes it easier for me to go right down the list, figure out who covered, who didn't, and so forth. All right. First game of the day, we have Texas Tech at Baylor. Now, Texas Tech is four and five. They've lost four straight games, which I'm not too fond of. However, they have played many close games. And, you know, they, they lost to Kansas State last week in overtime. They were tied 27-27 with Oklahoma at one point. Uh, they played West Virginia in a shootout. So Texas Tech is favored in this game by 7.5. And, and Baylor, on the other hand, they're 1-8. and eight. They got their first win last week against Kansas. And so congrats to them finally winning a football game. You beat Kansas. That's, like, terrible. Baylor's defense and offense are 
among the worst in the country out of all colleges, out of all FBS teams. They're both overall rank is above 100. There's only 130 teams in college football, and their ranks are over 100 for both offense and defense. They do have a good special teams. Their special teams is ranked 21st in the nation. In comparison, Texas Tech's special teams is ranked 106th in the nation, so that could be a way Baylor you know, gets some points in that game. However, I just think Texas Tech is too good, and not that they're, you know, great on a national scale or even in the Pac-12, or I'm sorry, the Big 12, but I think Texas Tech easily covers at 7.5. Uh, they have the 17th best offense in the country, and I just expect Cliff Kingsbury and all, this is a game they have to win, uh, trying to get bowl eligible, so this is a game you got to win to make it to a bowl. So give me Texas Tech minus 7.5. All right, the next game we're going to talk about is the Wake Forest Demon Deacons against the Syracuse Orange. This game is being played at 3 o'clock on Saturday at Syracuse at the Carrier Dome. This game is very interesting. Uh, I, I saw the line at one point at plus one for Wake Forest. It's basically been a pick em all week. Syracuse has a slight edge, I guess, with home advantage. Um, however, if you if you look at the records, Wake Forest is 5-4. and four. They've had a good amount of close games that they've played in. They lost to Florida State last minute. They played a decent game against Clemson and a decent game against Georgia Tech. They beat Louisville. And then last week, like I said, they um, lost to Notre Dame. They were out of that game all game. And the score at the end obviously made it a bad beat for me. But it also, you know, propelled them closer to Notre Dame in the final score. However, they're 5-4. and four. What I like a lot about Wake Forest is Wake Forest is 19th overall in total efficiencies, meaning offensive defensive and special teams efficiencies combined, they're 19th overall. That's very good. I mean, Wake, Wake Forest isn't ranked right now. On the contrary, Syracuse, not doing too well. They're 44 overall in efficiencies. I mean, they had their big win against Clemson. The following week, they lost against Miami, and then they just lost to Florida State in a close game. Um, they do have a win against Pitt as well, but they've also lost to NC State. So they've had a difficult schedule as well. They're four and five. I think they're they're only a pick 'em right now because Syracuse is home. I think if this game's played at Wake Forest, Wake Forest is a four or five point favorite in this game. Syracuse is allowing about 365 yards a game on defense, and Wake Forest is allowing about 418 yards on defense. Not a good look for Wake Forest there. However, I'm going to go with Wake Forest. I think they're playing pretty well right now. Uh, this is a definitely a game they can win. And again, to get both eligible, both these teams um, need a win in this game. So I think Wake Forest, there's not going to be any weather elements. I think Wake Forest wins this game. Obviously, I think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. But give me Wake Forest as a pick em, um, as my second pick of the week. Third game we're going to go to now is Michigan versus Maryland. Now, Michigan isn't ranked right now. They're 7-2 and two in the Big Ten. They're playing Maryland. Maryland just lost to Rutgers. So you might be thinking, oh, well, Ben, you're probably going to pick Michigan the cover, right? Nope. I'm picking Maryland plus 17 right now. Maryland plus 17. This game's being played in Maryland. Maryland's home for this game. Maryland's 2-4 and four in the conference. Michigan's 4-2 and two in the Big Ten. Michigan has about a 78% chance to win this game. Obviously, they're the superior team in this setting. I don't think Maryland puts up much of a fight. However, 17 points is a lot. Michigan is not doing great against the spread this year. Michigan's 3-5-1 against the spread. Not that good. And Maryland, you know, they've, they've kept it cl pretty close with uh, most teams. They beat Indiana, lost to Rutgers last week. 
They played a somewhat close game against Northwestern, started out against Wisconsin in that game, and then got blown away. But I think Maryland can cover in this game. I mean, I know Michigan needs to win to get ranked, and I think Michigan does win. But I think Michigan wins by 14, 16 points, something like that. I think Maryland barely covers. So if I were you, I'd get that line at minus seven, or I'm sorry, plus 17 for Maryland right now. I'd get on it right now. I mean, it has gone up a little bit, but I I feel like it's destined to go back down a little bit because more money will be placed on Maryland. So Maryland plus 17. Um, Maryland overall, there are 63 in overall efficiencies. And Maryland has uh, one of the best special teams in the country. They have the six best special teams in the country. So look for possibly Maryland special teams to come up big in some way, whether it be a blocked kick that changes the game or they return a punt, something like that, that puts points on the board for them. You wouldn't expect coming into the game. Michigan, they're still playing with quarterback John O'Corn because I believe Wilton Spade's still out. Um, he had like a spinal cord issue or something like that when he got hurt um, against Michigan State a couple weeks ago. But John O'Corn right now is not playing that well. He has one touchdown and five interceptions. So, you know, if this was a Wilton Spate-led Michigan team, I might be picking different here. But because John O'Corn is who he is, you know, this this is a Michigan team that was tied with Rutgers a couple weeks ago, like, you know, right before halftime. So I don't think Michigan's all that. I mean, they got a lot of hype, obviously, because Jim Harbaugh and, you know, all he's doing up there in Ann Arbor. But give me Maryland plus 17 in this game. Big point spread here, so... Hopefully, Maryland takes it. So, Maryland plus 17. All right. The next game I'm going to talk about is Kentucky versus Vanderbilt. Kentucky versus Vanderbilt in a little SEC action. So, Kentucky right now is 6-3. and three. They are coming off a, a loss to Ole Miss by three points, 37-34. Vanderbilt is 4-5. and five. Now, Vanderbilt started the season 3-0, and oh, and now... They have lost five. I'm sorry. They've lost four of their last five. They just beat Western Kentucky. Big whoop. That being said, the line on this game right now is about two and a half. Kentucky is an underdog by two and a half. Vanderbilt's favorite. Kentucky, when I was looking at it, I found out that Kentucky actually has a 50% chance to win this game. So they have basically it's a coin flip. And Kentucky gets more yards. And their special teams is about 13th in the country. In comparison, Vanderbilt has one of the worst special teams in the country. And their overall, Vanderbilt was ranked much lower than Kentucky in overall rankings. If you if you were to rank every team in college football, 1 through 130, you know, obviously the college football playoff and the AP and USA polls only rank 1 through 25. But overall, Kentucky's ranked higher than Vanderbilt. So Vanderbilt's an underdog. They're a better team. I mean, heck, if Vanderbilt wins this, they're 7-3. and three. I'm sorry, if uh, Kentucky wins this, they're 7-3. and three. So, I mean, they're not going to win the SEC by any means. But, you know, definitely propels them to, you know, a better place in that conference and in their division. So I like Kentucky plus 2.5 in this game. Next game we're going to talk about is Washington State at Utah. This game's at 5.30 on the East Coast, so 2.30 on the West Coast. Little Pac-12 action here. So last week, Washington State beat Stanford 24-21. They came off that loss from Arizona, which they got smoked, and they put up 24 points against Stanford. Stanford's typically got a good defense. They have good defense this year. Stanford was ranked. So Washington State was on the cusp of not being ranked anymore. They were number 25 entering that game. Now they're number 19. They're 8-2. and two. Utah, on the other hand, 5-4. and four. Utah's lost Four of their last five. They're coming off a win against UCLA on Friday night. And UCLA didn't have Josh Rosen. He was ruled out last minute because he's still in the concussion protocol. So he hasn't been past the play yet. 
What I like about this game is the matchup of Washington State's defense, which is ranked in the top 10 in the country, against Utah's offense. Utah's offense is ranked like 80-something in the country, which is horrible. Washington State's defense is doing an excellent job. They're letting up less than 300 yards, and they're holding opponents to about 20 points a game, give or take. Utah, on the other hand, they're letting up more points, and they're scoring less points on average. Uh, they're not gaining as much yards on offense as Washington State is. And both teams, these teams have played relatively mostly Pac-12 teams now that were later in the season. So, you know, they kind of have a feel for the conference. And Utah, they started out the season very hot. I believe they were 4-0, something like that. And they've just slid ever since. Uh, they put up a good fight against Stanford and USC, but then they lost to Arizona State. They got blown out by Oregon. And so this was this UCLA game was kind of a rebound win. But I think Washington State, I mean, Luke Falk right now has um, 26 touchdowns to 8 interceptions. So pretty good ratio on his end. That's about, what, 3-1. to one. So I think Washington State on the road, they're minus 1. So basically they just have to win the game. Give me Washington State minus 1 in this game. I think Luke Falk gets it done. That would propel the Cougars to 9-2. and two. So I don't believe they have a chance to win the Pac-12 anymore. I mean, they'd have to definitely beat Washington next week. But actually, they might have a chance to win the Pac-12 because they did beat USC. So, yeah, so they had, they'd have to beat um, Utah this week and Washington next week. And then they'd be in the Pac-12 championship where they'd, they'd probably play either USC or Arizona. Looking like USC more right now. So give me Washington State minus one. They could, you know, with this win, be in contention for a bigger bowl if they don't get to the Pac-12 championship. Next game, I'm going to pick Purdue at Northwestern, 7 p.m. Purdue is 4-5. and five. Northwestern now ranked 25th in the country, 6-3. and three. I picked Northwestern last week to cover. And what did they do? They covered. Why? Because I told you to pick them. Northwestern won in overtime for the third consecutive week. Third consecutive week. They've played Iowa. They beat them in overtime. They beat Michigan State in three overtimes, and they beat Nebraska last week in overtime. That game was back and forth. I believe at one point Northwestern had a 1% chance or 3% chance to win that game, and they came back and won it, so kudos to them. Now, Northwestern's gaining more yards on offense right now, and they're letting up a couple more yards on defense. However, Northwestern is a much better team than Purdue. They're 4-1 in their last five. They have a 77% chance to win this game right now. And Purdue, I don't I don't understand why this line is only at my, uh, 4.5 for Northwestern. Purdue's quarterback, David Blow, uh, he got hurt last week. So now they have Elijah Sindler in there. Uh, he's played a little bit before, but he's got seven TDs and five interceptions. So he's not moving the ball too well with that offense, turning it over just as much as they score. So Northwestern's playing hot right now. And Purdue has horrible special teams. I mean, absolutely horrible special teams. And they're 2-3 and three in their last five. Purdue lost to Rutgers. So Purdue's at the bottom of the Big Ten, and Northwestern is, you know, moving up the Big Ten standing. So give me Northwestern minus 4.5 for that game. Now we're going to turn our attention to the American Conference, a battle of two low-level teams, to say the least. <clears throat> the Tulane Green Wave versus the East Carolina Pirates. Just those two names just sound horrible. Tulane's 3-6 and six right now. East Carolina's 2-7. and seven. This game is being played at East Carolina. The line on this game right now is about Tulane is favored by 5. Tulane lost last week in a heartbreaker by one point to Cincinnati. And a couple weeks ago, they put up a good fight against University of South Florida, lost by 6. Now, East Carolina's only 
wins, um, I believe, are against BYU and UConn, and UConn's awful right now. So they got blown out by South Florida, beat pretty bad by Temple. Central Florida just smoked them completely. So And Houston obviously covered for me last week. East Carolina is, if there's 130 teams in college football, East Carolina's, in, East Carolina's probably ranked like 125th right now. That's how bad they are. Tulane, on the other hand, is not much better, but they're probably ranked right around 100. So I think Tulane gets it done. Tulane's 5-4 and four so far this year against the spread, whereas East Carolina's 2-7 and seven against their spread, just like their, just like their 2-7 and seven record. East Carolina's letting up about 566 yards per game. 566 yards per game. Think about that. and Think about how little they have to have the ball to let up 566 yards per game. In the battle of the awful teams, give me Tulane minus 5 in this game. All right, turning our attention back now to the SEC, we have the Tennessee Volunteers against the Missouri Tigers. Both teams are 4-5 and five coming into this game. Uh, Missouri last week beat Florida. They beat them pretty bad. And Tennessee last week, Tennessee beat uh, Southern, I'm sorry, University of Southern Mississippi, like I told you to pick, and they did. A couple weeks ago, Tennessee lost to Kentucky by a field goal. So Missouri's 4-5. and five. Two of their wins are against Idaho and Connecticut. Connecticut's one of the worst teams in all of college football this year. Idaho's just next to Connecticut. So Missouri's only good win right now is against Florida, and obviously Florida was had a couple injuries last week, and Malik Zaire was new at quarterback there. This line keeps going up and up for Missouri. Missouri's favored by more and more. I saw it started at 10. Now it's up to about 12 and a half. So 12 and a half is a lot of points. I think Tennessee isn't playing great right now. Quentin Dormany is you know, six touchdowns, six interceptions, not doing well. On the other hand, Drew Locke for Missouri has 31 touchdowns and nine interceptions, and he's playing very well. Here's the thing, though. I think 12 and a half points is a lot. I don't think Tennessee wins this game, but I think Tennessee keeps it close enough to cover in this game. Tennessee's efficiencies, as bad as they are and as bad as everyone makes Butch Jones out to be, their efficiencies are 75th in the country overall. In comparison, Missouri's efficiencies are 70th overall. So Missouri is only five teams higher in the overall rankings for overall efficiencies for defense, offense, and special teams combined. Now, Missouri does have a very good offense, but in other games that I've looked at, Tennessee has a better probability to win this game in comparison to the point spread as other teams. Give me Tennessee plus 12 and a half. All right. Final college game of the week. Final college game of the week. We have the Oregon State Beavers against the Arizona Wildcats. Oregon State is 1-8, and 0-6 in the Pac-12. Arizona is 6-3 and overall and 4-2 and in the Pac-12. Arizona is coming off a tough loss to USC where they battled back. USC, I believe, was up in that game 65, or I'm sorry, 35-3. Arizona came all the way back, tied it at 35 just to lose... 49-35. So tough loss for Arizona, and they were ranked in that game too, so now they're not ranked anymore. Khalil Tate is something special right now. Something special. I, I tweeted it out last Saturday night. I said, Khalil Tate reminds me a lot of Deshaun Watson, except he's a little bit worse passer. He doesn't put up the passing numbers Watson did, but he's a lot better runner. 
So he leads Arizona not only in passing, obviously, but in rushing as well. He has already over 1,000 yards rushing, and he has nine TDs rushing, eight touchdowns passing. So he's responsible for 17 touchdowns. To be honest, he might have a receiving touchdown as well. He does it all for Arizona right now. And because of that, and because of him, Arizona is getting about 507 yards right now a game. Oregon State, on the other hand, not playing too well. Oregon State lost last week to Cal. 37-23, as I mentioned earlier. Their only win is against Portland State, and Oregon State's one of the worst teams in the country. Their defense is very, very bad. Very bad. In comparison, Arizona has one of the top six offenses in the country. They're number six overall in offensive efficiency. So Arizona is moving the ball with ease right now, and I feel like they are about to have a day, an absolute day against Oregon State. Oregon State's got one of the worst rush defenses in the country, so I expect Khalil Tate to go to work on Saturday. That line was originally at 23 on Sunday. It's now dropped down to 21 and a half. Give me Arizona covering in that game at 21 and a half points. I think they win big and absolutely blow out Oregon State. Now that concludes my NCAA picks. On to my one NFL game. Everyone knows I pick one NFL game every week. I'm not big on betting the NFL, but it's this is a football podcast, so I'm just not going to deny the NFL of my pick. So this week, the game that I kind of focused on was Cincinnati at Tennessee. I figured last week I bet against Cincinnati. That worked out well for me. I think Cincinnati is in shambles right now. They don't know what the heck's going on out there. And because of that, I think Tennessee needs a win to remain Tied with Jacksonville, top the AFC style standings. So give me Tennessee, minus four and a half. Uh, I like them to cover in that game. This should be interesting with Tennessee's defense, how many points they let Andy Dalton and the Bengals get. A.J. Green wasn't suspended because of his altercation with Jalen Ramsey last week. So you don't have to worry about A.J. Green not playing or else this line would have been higher. However, I like Tennessee to cover in this game, minus four and a half. Tennessee's getting a lot more yards, and the Bengals are the last in the NFL in yards per game. So they get the least amount of yards out of any NFL team. I mean, you got the Browns, the Colts, the 49ers, the Giants, all getting more yards than the Bengals. In comparison, the Titans have the fourth best rush defense in the league. Cincinnati's going to have a harder time than usual just getting yards, something they're already not good at. So I expect the Titans to dominate this game. Um, notch another win in the win column for them and propel them to stay atop the AFC South. So give me Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans, minus four and a half. So I'm liking Tennessee a lot, both their college team and their pro team this week. So that concludes this week's picks. I'm going to run through them one more time for you just so you can write them down. So you can send them to your bookie and be like, look, bro, I'm about to take every dime you have, including the shirt off your back. So we have Texas Tech, minus seven and a half. Wake Forest in a pick'em, Maryland plus 17, Kentucky plus two and a half, Washington State minus one, Northwestern minus four and a half, Tulane minus five, Tennessee plus 12 and a half, Arizona minus 25 and a half, and for the NFL, I have the Titans minus four and a half. All right, so that concludes this week's episode. As always, follow me on Twitter at Ben's underscore bets underscore pod. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, uh, subscribe, review the podcast, rate the podcast, uh, nothing but the best. 
And like I said, I'm doing all this research for you guys and for myself as well. But, you know, I'm doing all the work. You guys are making money. I'm not charging you. I don't expect a Christmas card at Christmas time. I don't expect come to my house, Carolyn, singing Christmas songs, giving me cookies. I don't expect all that. I just want a simple follow on my Twitter page. I just want you to listen to the podcast every Thursday night. You know I'm coming out with straight heat. I'm going to give you all the winners you need. All these other kids can brag, oh, you know, I went three and three, all this and that. I've hit at 60% for three consecutive weeks. I think I've proven by now that my method works. And I'm not going to be perfect, but I'm going to always put you in that positive. And that's all you can ask for at the end of the day. All you can ask for is to be put into the positive. So I'm doing it solo right now. I'm trying to build it up a little bit more. I'm talking a little bit with sponsors, you know, might be sponsored on the Twitter page a little bit, might be getting more sponsors in the podcast itself, which would be awesome. So I want to see this thing grow as much as it can right now. I'm in school, so that's kind of taking up most of my time. So I don't have all the time to put into this podcast. But so far, I like what we're doing. I like how people are tweeting at me, you know, telling me their picks and whatnot. I like interacting with all you guys and just talking about college football, basically, because that's just what I like to talk about, college football. So that concludes the podcast. Like I said, subscribe, review, rate, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. And you can tell me that you're in the positive yet again, thanks to my picks. So, see you. What happened?